discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatin as Christ is magnified in you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. It's good to see you. I bring you greetings from my brothers in Ho. I was in Ho on uh, Sunday, Sunday morning. I preached about spiritual, become spiritual, isn't it? Wow. Was, I, I think it was a very, very powerful message that you have to get. I preached about how Spiritual things don't look powerful. But they are the most powerful things you can ever think about. And you can easily miss it. You get it? You can... I give an example concerning the new birth. The born again experience is the single most important thing that a man, decision a man can make in his life, isn't it? But look at the things that surround, look at how it is done. Someone will come and preach. Someone will who is not sure of what... He's not even sure whether what he's preaching is doing anything, whether what he's saying is doing anything. What? He says some things and some people come, come and stand in front. They believe with their hearts and they confess with their mouth. And then they go back to their seats and we say they are born again. I mean, to the normal, normal, natural mind, that is, what is all this? Even attending an interview is more powerful. For, if you are attending, attending a, an interview for a job, it, is more, it looks more powerful than this particular thing that we do. Like it looks more dramatic. It looks you have some butterflies flying in your stomach and all that. But when it comes to giving your life to Christ, it's like Charlie, before you realize, say this after me, Father, I believe in your Son Jesus Christ. I believe that He died for me. I believe that He rose again from the dead. I believe that He went to heaven. I receive Him as my Lord and my Savior. I receive his life into my spirit. I declare boldly that I'm a child of God. Devil, you have no place in my life anymore. I've been taken from your kingdom and brought into the kingdom of God's dear son. In Jesus' name. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Finish. Then the guy goes back to seat. Physically speaking, nothing happens. Like the guy's head does not all of a sudden grow longer. It would have been very powerful if you could have been fair. Like the born again experience makes you a white man. Or makes you a black man. Like if you are white, you become black. If you are white, if you are black, you become white. Like something dramatic. What, what do you, I, I think it's like the way it happens, like it's not powerful. What, what do you think? It's not powerful. It doesn't, that's why some people are saying all kinds of things like, no, actually, how can it be? How can this be the means? But God employs the foolishness and the foolish things. Yeah. Eh? The things that the world considers foolishness as his power. 
weak things. It doesn't look like anything. But that is his power. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Very, very foolish. But in heaven, at the same time, what has happened in heaven? Eh? If you were in heaven, you would have been shocked at what has happened. In heaven, God is all over. There are two things that the Bible mentioned. That there's joy with the, with the angels. And there's joy in the presence of the angels. Who is in the presence of the angels? God. So God stands up from his throne and does what, something. I nearly said a one corner dance or something. God does shakes himself. I've got one. I got me a son. I got me a daughter. Angel Michael, what are you saying, man? Something very wild happens in heaven, but on earth it doesn't look like anything. If you're not careful, you miss it. Spiritual things, they are like wind. You will not see what is going on before your life has passed you by. Yeah, it's a very, I think you should get it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Life is, because life is spiritual. Life is spiritual. Fully spiritual. If we are speaking in tongues, in the first guy, he looks like a very foolish boy. Like a very, very foolish man, very foolish woman. That's why some people don't believe in tongues. It's, it's like it's foolish. Ah, there are better things. What's all this? Manongo shamfala, nankuna, panim, panono, shili, halpali, halpali, halpali. It doesn't look like anything. It looks like, oh, what do you think? So it's like you are wasting your time, you are wasting your energy, you are wasting resources. I mean, you're wasting all kinds. You've, like you've, you've not gone to school. But that is the power of God. He says that, albeit in the spirit, he's speaking mysteries. He's talking to God directly. He's edifying himself. He's receiving words from God. He's changing things he has no idea concerning. He's putting angels to work. Can you imagine? But physically speaking, it doesn't look powerful at all because it is not physical, it is spiritual. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You understand? Yeah. God is not the father of our flesh. In Hebrews chapter 13, he talks about the father of our flesh. Hebrews chapter 12, rather. He talks about the fathers of our flesh and the father of our spirits. The father of spirits. God is the father of spirits, not the father of flesh. So whatever comes from God is spiritual. It has nothing to do with the physical. We walk by faith and not by the senses. You understand? So if you want to, like, appreciate things with your senses before you realize what is really going on like logic you want you want to have some kinds of experiences have some kind of logical conclusions about some things you wait for a very long time you think that it's nothing and you want to add some things to it like let's add this one let's add that one let's so i pray very powerfully about them i spoke about so many prayer i spoke about so many what, what did i talk about so many things so many things yeah so I spoke about words. The power of words. Joseph was saying, I saw your, your sheep bowing down to my sheep. I saw the sun and the moon bowing down and 12 to 11 stars bowing down to me. They thought it was like uh, something he was just joking, like something. It happened live. Words. It was like it's nothing. But that is what controls your life. Controls where you go, where you will not go. The church doesn't look powerful. The, the activities of the church doesn't look powerful. Like it's not, it's not really. It's like physically speaking, it's a waste of time. What do you think? Is it true? Yeah. When you start attending church on a continuous basis, everybody wonders what's wrong with you. Are you okay? What's all this? We all believe in God, but it's like you are being an extremist. Yeah. Because they don't know the benefit of sitting in the house of God. 
Hallelujah. You have to have this just an, a small overflow of it. But I've been preaching concerning what? Fulfilling your ministry. Hallelujah. I also bring you greetings from Accra. Hallelujah. They're also doing they are doing very well. They are doing they are doing extraordinary. In, and a wonderful miracle is happening actually. But I can't give you the testimony right now. I'll give it to you in January. Hallelujah. The me, it's a very I'm still believing it's most small. You get it? By, by January, I believe it complete so I can give the testimony well. What do you think? Charlie, believe it takes time. Let me believe it more. Hallelujah. Or you don't know it takes like it takes some time to believe for it to settle in your heart. Well, like this God has really done this thing. But sometimes when God is doing something, you feel it's not real. You get it. You feel like maybe if you smile too much, it will, it will just leave. Has it happened to you before? Like you don't know. You don't. <laughs> Even when you hear, you don't you don't really know, no, no, no. It will take a while. Hallelujah. So allow me. Let, let it settle. You understand? <laughs> let me let it settle. My great miracle is brewing. It has brewed already. I mean, it's cooking it to be to be cooked by January, to be finished cooking by uh, just being garnished. So I can give the testimony proper. What do you think? Yeah, very, very wonderful testimony in Accra. It's a miracle. Big miracle. When I tell you, you jump for joy. Hallelujah. Maybe the pastors will hear it earlier. Maybe. Maybe. Become a, I see you becoming a pastor very soon in the name of Jesus. So I can hear things earlier. Hallelujah. Don't you want to hear things earlier? Yeah. So you become a pastor very soon. I've been preaching about how to fulfill your ministry, isn't it? You remember? What is our anchor scripture? What is the scripture we are using? Say, tell your neighbor, say unto Archippus. Slap your neighbor and say, say unto Archippus. Colossians 4, verse 17. And say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord that thou fulfillest. Okay? Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord that thou fulfillest. Everybody has received the ministry in the Lord. I began by defining what ministry is and I went on to talk about the, the fact, things that show that and confirm that you have a ministry. That's what I'm talking about right now. Before I tell you how to fulfill it, I'm letting you know that you have a ministry. Everybody has a ministry. Ask me, are you part of everybody? Yeah. If you are part of everybody, then you are, you are part of what we are talking about. It's not for some people. Everybody has a ministry. If, so long as you are born again, you are a child of God, you have a ministry. Okay? And I talk about how that you must take it. This is the single most important thing you can think about. My wife misplaced her, her stethoscope. And uh, someone was coming from abroad, so the person got the person to bring another one. This morning, when I woke up from bed, I sat on the floor and took the stethoscope and started listening to my heartbeat. <laughs> I was just listening. I was just sitting on the floor listening to my heartbeats. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Then, the show God spoke to me. One day to stop beating. Yeah, one day to stop beating. Yours, you are laughing at me. Yours will also be stop beating. Yours will also stop beating. Life, I mean, to stop beating. To do boom, boom. And you are gone. What are you going to say in the next place that you are going to you are going to find yourself? What are you going to be saying there? I don't know what you'll be saying there. <laughs> Will you be singing that song that Whitney Houston sang? 
if tomorrow was judgment day, I'll let Pastor Marilyn do a, 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 what is it called? Yeah. A cover for it. Yeah. It's a nice song. Yeah. And I'm standing on the front line. Oh. And you'll be standing before God dancing. <laughs> and the Lord asks me what I did with my life. I will say, I spent it with you. Hey. Spent it with who? <laughs> With whom? And you appoint you your appointed to your husband or your beloved or your but somebody. Yeah, if the God will stop you, enter hell, feel the heat a little and come back. And we'll continue the judgment. Hey, Charlie, it's not a small thing, oh. There's a reality that is hidden from our eyes. Like it's not really seen. And we don't consider it much. Yeah, it's this is the what your ministry is the says tell him to take it. You should be careful. To make sure this particular thing he fulfills it. Because hmm? if you see the ministry in the Lord, make sure. Don't say I'm into securitization of whatever. Equity things like I'm a banker, I am this, I am that. You are making a mistake. Banking is good. Finance is good. What? Business is good. Which one again? Medicine is good. <laughs> I was being told about a certain lady who is a doctor. Okay, she was she was at this church, and the church was treating her like, "Oh, you are a doctor, you don't have time, so don't do the work of the ministry. Like, just come and go, go and go and, go and save lives." <laughs> Hallelujah. She's not in the church anymore. She's in lighthouse because in lighthouse you get to do the work of the ministry. <laughs> yeah, in, and in lighthouse you not be treated like that. You are a doctor, and so what? Brother, let's do the work and be happy. Hallelujah. Because there's a huge work to be done. Huge job. It doesn't matter whether you're an engineer or whatever. We all have, there's a certain work we are supposed to do. Hallelujah. And you must make sure you fulfill it. Whether you are 5, 7, 8, 25, 30, 35, whatever age you are, you have a ministry to fulfill. You must find it and start doing it. Hallelujah. What was the first point that I raised? First thing that shows. The first evidence is, the, is your new birth. What scripture did I use? Yeah, I spoke a lot. It's on the podcast. Ask me, but do you have Pastor podcast? You have audio podcasts. You have video podcasts. You have five minutes of Pastor T. Do you have such things? Ask him. Oh, Charlie, like you, you are looking at me. You are not asking your neighbor. You are looking at me. Hey, don't look at me. Oh. If you look at me and you get to heaven, you come and look at me again. I don't want that, that kind of problem. Look at your neighbor. Yeah. It's there. Life. I mean, you can listen to it. I've, I preach, but I've listened to it twice. I've listened to it twice already. That's blessed me. That's why I remember what I shared with you. Because I've listened to it over and over again. Hallelujah. So the first thing is what? The evidence is the new birth. The second thing is what? Because of the fact that everybody who is born again has a priestly service. I spoke a lot about that. Then the third point was what? Because you are a member of the body of Christ. If you are a member of the body of Christ, you can't say that you don't have anything to do. Hallelujah. What will happen to you if you lost four of your front teeth? The first four. Hallelujah. You can't smile. Your confidence will be affected. Seriously. I know someone whose teeth broke through an accident. His confidence was affected for some time. 
Yeah. <laughs> His confidence was affected for some time. We have to quickly get it done so that everything will be fine. Hallelujah. Yeah. What if your nose decides not to smell anymore? Your nose is not smelling anything anymore. You know how difficult it is it will be for you to eat. All food will not have taste because your sense of tasting is actually inside your sense of smell. Is it true what I'm saying? You think your taste buds are in your like only in your mouth. They are, look, they are related to your nose. You must smell it. And if you've noticed, when you're eating it, it's like there's a certain hope. You know there's a, there's a certain connection between your nose and your throat. And those who do ENT, EN nose and throat, it's a connection between the side, through the side, through the side. It's all connected. You know that? So when you put food in, inside your mouth, you can still smell it from within. If the, your sense of smell is not working, you can't taste much. There was a time I, I, I developed a certain cold, very wild cold, and I couldn't smell anything. When I put food into my mouth, I know it's, it's yam I'm putting inside, but the yam, like yam, the yam feeling, it's not there. It's that, nothing. Nothing. I, just, I know I'm just filling my tummy. Hallelujah. Yeah. So if you are, you are part of the body, and you are part of the body of Christ, you have a supply. Okay? Phoebe, right? You have a feed, you have a supply. You have a supply. There's a supply, something you must supply. And that something is called your ministry. I spoke so much about it. Today I want to go to the fourth point. The fourth point is that ministry is your actual vocation. Ministry is your actual say ministry is my right is this ministry is my actual vocation. If you say it's your, you'll be reading it for somebody else. You get it. So say ministry is my actual vocation. A vocation. Like the ever say a vocation. Hallelujah. Vocation. There are two words for we have our vocation and vocation. Okay? Our or a vocation. Hallelujah. Look at Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 1. Ephesians 4 from verse 1. Your actual vocation is ministry. Scripture is in the Bible. Ministry is your actual vocation. Service to God and to his children is your actual vocation. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, Ephesians 4 1, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. You think, you, which vocation do you think he's talking about? He's talking about your ministry. He says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Verse 2. With all loneliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Verse 3. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. You see, either for the presence of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Let's read the Amplified. Either for the presence of the Lord, appeal to and beg you to walk and lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called with behavior that is a credit to the summons of God's service. You walk worthy. Of the divine calling to which you have been called. So you have a divine, this one says you have a divine calling. The KJ says you have a vocation. Maybe if you have BBE, read it to me. One to go. Hallelujah. The position which God's word purpose has given you. There's something to do. There's something, and God calls it your vocation. It means that your vocation message, 
messages, a message, hallelujah. In light of all this, here's what I want you to do. While I'm locked up here, a prisoner of the master, I want you to get out there and walk. Better yet, run on the road God called you to travel. I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. I don't want anyone strolling off down some path that goes nowhere. Isn't there a message? You have a... You, your vocation is not engineering. You have made the mistake of your life. The moment you start thinking that, oh, uh, medicine is my vocation, it's my calling. Uh, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Medicine is good. Everything we do is good. It's very good. We have, we have purposes for all that. Okay, God reward you for some of the things that you do. Because saving a life in a hospital helps the person stay alive some more for his faith to work. You understand? If the person is not born again, the person can be preserved. So it's a very wild thing that you're doing. It's very important. However, that is one side. The main side is to get him born again and to raise him. God is more benefited if the person is if the person's soul is one, you understand? And the soul is more important to God than any other thing. What you do is very important. I'm not, I, won't despise, I don't despise doctors at all. They are very, very important. I'm not that kind of preacher who will say medicine is not. It is something. Take your drugs if you have to. Yeah, some people don't have faith. With the drugs, they are kept, they are preserved. Then gradually, they can drop the drugs gradually. Well, you know, the drugs, they are not correct, actually. They, are, they will affect something else. It will heal something, but it will affect something. It's good boy poison. Over the years, you realize that it has... My father died because of drug, like medicine, to cure. They were so scared. He had stroke, developed stroke initially, so they were so scared of the stroke that they gave him so much medicine. I mean, the man who be taking the medicine and be like, ah, what's all this medicine? No, no, it was affecting his kidneys. You get it? Yeah, so the first is they just destroyed a lot of things. And we just couldn't do The kidneys were gone, everything. It was a difficult thing. And it was done by hospital. Yeah, it was because the first guy was, he was afraid that he would die. So he gave him plenty drugs to cure the stroke and ended up triggering a problem with the, with the kidney. So it was good for one side, but it was bad for another side. You understand? So if you are going to be living a life of drugs, you, you should know that uh, maybe you, your, your colon will not to stop working after some time. <laughs> or your bladder will stop working after some time. You have to be smart. You are better off taking the medicine of the word. Yeah. Bible says that the word of God is medicine to all their flesh. You are better off take it morning, afternoon, evening. But if your faith is not strong, take your drugs in the morning, take it in the afternoon, in the evening, take the word of God. After some time, take the drugs in the morning. Take the word of God in the afternoon, the word of God in the evening. Before you realize, the morning once was ended, you are doing morning word, afternoon word, evening word. You'll be fine. I do that. When I'm not feeling well, I take Bible medicine. Morning, three times daily. Hey, I don't do three times daily. Morning, I take it. This is what God says. Mana ashkoli pala. I believe it. I wait till afternoon, continue, evening, continue, following day, like that. By the third day, just like the way the doctors say it, by the third day, 
if symptoms persist, con- <laughs> consult your doctor. <laughs> Just find out. God, so would you want me to change something? Do you want me to change the strategy? Then we'll change it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But what I'm trying to say is that there is an actual vocation. There's something we have been called to do. You see, same book, same chapter. If you drop down to verse 11, Bible mentions it. Go to verse 11. Ephesians 4, 11. It says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some, what? Evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the, are you a saint? You are a saint, right? Because your child goes, this he gave these people for the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. This is your job. Did he say the pastors are supposed to do the edifying of the body of Christ? If you say that, then I don't, I, I think you didn't read, you didn't do English when you went to school. Go up, go to verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for your disciples' job. The first group's job is to perfect the saints for the work of the ministry. You see, this for the work of this command here is actually not supposed to be there. This command here is not there. It's, it's a continuous sentence. It says he gave some apostles, blah blah blah. For the perfecting, your job is to perfect the saints so that the saints will do the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. Amplify. Let's read Amplify. Let's read from verse 11. And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed them and gave men to us, some to be apostles, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and powers, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministering toward building of Christ's body. Towards building up Christ's body, the church. Have you seen it? Message. Let's read message. Message Bible. From verse 11. Filled head with his gifts. He handed out gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, and pastor, teacher. This is nice. To train Christians in skilled servant work. My job is to train what? I'm the pastor here. I'm, I'm the apostle. I'm the prophet. I'm your something, something. Hallelujah. Whether you like it or not, I'm, I'm the something, something. Yeah. To train, and my job is to train you in skilled servant work. And that's what I'm doing right now. Why do you think I'm preaching what I'm preaching? So that you remove all those thoughts in your, like you are, you are a pure woman. In your mind, you just come to church, listen to the word of God, and go out. How long are you going to do that? How long are you going to be like that? Polish pens. <laughs> There are some pastors who are continuously polishing their coins. You know, in the Bible, the Bible mentions that a man, a, a, a woman had some money, some coins, and lost one. And she set for, she did everything, turned everything upside down, and set for it, and found that one coin. When she found it, she was so excited, she started jumping, started polishing it. So some pastors are polishing the, the same group of people in the church. Every, this is a different congregation. Yeah. This congregation here, the people I was pastoring a year ago are not the people I'm pastoring this time. The people I'll be pastoring next year will not be the same group. They will change. I don't want to see your face <laughs> for a long time. Why? Why have, do I have to see your face every time? <laughs> don't you know it gets boring? Yeah. You must go and do the work of them. You must do something for the Lord. I will not be polishing you with different messages every time you, I come. I talk about the, the, the power of faith. Mm. The rigor of faith. <laughs> Faith as an instrument. <laughs> it's like I'm preaching about the same thing, but different topics. The dimensions of faith. The dynamics of faith. Faith as life. Faith and patience. The ability of faith. 
The what? The spirit. the spirit of faith. I'll be preaching different faith. Only you. You are every time you are the ones in the church. You have listened to faith and you are not doing anything with it. You are faithful. You are faithful. We are punishing. Polish every time. Say it, say it with a pastor. Say, I refuse to be a polished queen. I'll, I'll go for somebody else to be polished. Yeah, something you must do. Something. You, you, you have something to, to train Christians in skill seven work. Working within Christ's body, which is the church. Hallelujah. Praise English. What does it say? He gave all these gifts to prepare God's people so that they could work together as his servants. So then, as a result, Christ's body would grow and it would become stronger. Is it not powerful? Do you like my message at all? Yeah. So you have to. This is your real vocation. Your real vocation is not what? Engineering, architecture, law, business, metals, human resource management. What else? Land economy. I don't know which one you'll be. Land economist. Law. What? Pharmacy. Strategic planning. You're a strategic planner. You're a farmer. Yeah, farming is a very big time something. You are, you are a human rights something. Hallelujah. That is not your real job. Your real job is what I'm showing you now. Am I the one who's saying it? Ah, he just said it in verse 1. It's like I'm a bad person for saying some of these things to you. It's as though I don't want you to work. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Your real vocation. Don't, 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 don't get it twisted. Okay? Don't get, anyone, don't get it twisted. <laughs> know which one is first, which one comes first. If you place what your real vocation is, the second one, which is called your avocation, is very important. Your medicine is very, because that is your sphere of contact. It's when Jesus spoke about uh, we going out to make disciples of the nations. Okay? Jesus chose his words very carefully in Matthew chapter 28. Verse 18, 19, and 20. Go, go to Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. This is the divine commission, isn't it? Is it not? This is not what Jesus said. This is yeah. Jesus' dying wish. Yeah. Last commands. Like his departing, his departure statement. Hallelujah. Yeah, I, recently uh, a man that's very powerful minister of God was on TV for a long time. Just passed on recently, about uh, two weeks ago. And we were trying to get a property from him for church. And one of his dying, we hadn't signed a contract before he died. But when, before he died, he said, said to the guys who were with him that, make sure you give that place to the church. I want it to be my last investment into eternity before I get there. Then he died after some time, after some few hours. And so the people, they don't want to give it to anybody. They want to give it to us. Like, Charlie, come and let's settle everything. It's, it's like a man's last words are very important. These are Jesus' last words. Oh. You understand? He says to me, but this thing is very important. He says, go ye. All power is given unto me. So go. On the basis of the authority that I have, go and teach all nations. All nations. The word nations there is what? Ethnos. And it means a, a group of people. It doesn't mean a country. Is it true? It means a group of ethnos. It means a group of people, a group of nurses, a group of lawyers, a group of doctors, a group of market women, a group of truck pushers, a group of 
architects, a group of what? Footballers, a group of teachers, a group of different, different, different groups. How can you preach to them if you are not amongst them? You have to understand what I'm saying. That's why you must bear fruit after your own kind. If you are nest, there must be more nurses in the church because of you. Because you are, you are preaching to your own tribe, your own nation. Sorry? They understand your language. They know what, they know what is happening. Hallelujah. If you are in a university, it's a nation. You must bring university folks from there. If you are a lecturer, you must bring lecturers from there. That's what he's talking about. He says, go and preach to all, teach them, teach the nations, the ethnos, all of those groups. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them all the things. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. You see, so he's talking about we going. That is our actual. So the reason why you are at that place is so that you can win some of your brethren, some of the people there. You can share the message with them and bring. You can do the ministry. Some people call them marketplace apostles. You are sent to the marketplace. Do you understand? You are you have been sent to be to to. You are a doctor with the difference. You are a doctor who who knows why he's there. Not a doctor to make money. The reason why you work is not to make money for yourself. God can take care of you without your money. Without the job. I've not been paid by anybody for the last three years or so. For three or four years. But I'm eating. I'm fine. I have more money than some of you. I have, more, I have plenty money than most of you, actually. It's possible. Hallelujah. Don't come and come and see me. about like, this. Pastor, sort of. Come, come. I'll talk to you. Hallelujah. But you see, the reason why we work is not because of money. We work so that we can help. So that we can be there to be a blessing, to change lives. Do you understand? Yeah. Paul shows us why we work. Okay? In Acts chapter 20. Look at verse 33. It says, I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yea, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that are with me. It says, these are my hands have ministered unto my necessities and unto those who are with me. Continue. I have showed you all things how that soul laboring you ought to support the weak. Have you seen it? It says, soul laboring you ought to support. You labor so that you can support the weak. You work so that you can help the, the need. It says, I have showed you all things how that soul laboring you ought to support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So you work so that you can be a blessing to somebody. You can help someone go to school. You can help. Work is not to actually pay you. For You can never be rich through your work. Yes, I'm coming to that place. You can never. Do you know what it means to buy a car? <laughs> and fool it on a consistent basis. Do you like my message? Let's say you started working and you were, you were being paid 2,000 cities. You were so happy because it was only you. It was only you. Oh, it's a miracle in Ghana, isn't it? 2,000 cities is a miracle. If you are being paid 2,000 cities, count yourself to be one of the richest people around. You'll be surprised that your father has been paid 800 Ghana cities for a long time and he's taking care of seven children. It's a miracle. Ghanaians are mere magicians, I mean, say. Very, very seriously. It's, how, it's amazing how we function. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> movements are, are making things survive. Yeah, it's not a small thing. Very few people are paid 6,000 Ghana cities a month. If you're a doctor and you pay 6,000, it means that you are like you're a consultant. You're a senior person. Am I lying? Those of you are. I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. They don't have money. 
They don't have money. If you don't do locum, you can't survive. Or do abortions, you can't survive. Or do, uh, what's, the, what's the other one? Is it kwacha? If you don't do kwacha, you can't survive. You know kwacha? Kwacha is, maybe your leg is broken and you need surgery. The surgeon is supposed to fix the thing for you. But the hospital does not have it. What they are supposed to fix there. So they will tell you the thing is 10,000 Ghana cities. But actually it is 2,000 Ghana cities. But he will sell it to you at 10,000 Ghana cities and do the operation for you. You get it? If you don't get the 10,000, your leg will rot and you will chop it off after some time. And he doesn't care. Yeah, you think you are the only one doing something bad in your company. <laughs> the doctors are also doing something very wild so they can make money. Yeah, you do. How, how else are they going to build? Yeah. <laughs> the system is so wild that you have to do. So someone's leg is broken, a person is dying, something is happening. Okay, 10,000 Ghana cities, I'll just sort it out for you here and there. I don't have it. Okay, okay, bye bye. They'll be going. Yeah, he's thinking about his money, he's not thinking about your leg. Am I lying? I'm not lying. Hallelujah. Your work. Is, that is not the means of bringing you money, actually. God has a better means of bringing you money. So if you are going to use your work as an excuse for God, then you are going to have a problem. Never let work be a, an excuse. Work is there to help you help others. And to make sure you do something in that group, in that nation. That is why they started Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship. So that they can, they can win business. And they win a lot of businessmen to Christ. Change their lives. They are ministering to their, that particular nation. They are changing lives. You understand? Yeah. You can have full, full uh, architects gospel meeting. Something. Oh yeah, architects. You are just ministering to architects. Preaching to them. Raising them in the Lord. Bringing them to the house of God. Raising them. Teaching them what to do. And sending them to go and do other things as well. Hallelujah. Do you like my message at all? Yeah. So if, if, you, if you don't, you are not smart, you'll be shocked. You'll do hand to mouth for the rest of your life. Work. You'll be shocked. Sometimes people have paid huge amounts. Okay? Huge amounts. But because they don't honor God, all the money gets, it just vanishes. They don't know what they did with the money. They don't know what they did with the money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Your actual vocation is the ministry. I want to show you more. Can I show you more? I have five things to talk about. Let me talk about two of them. Then, in the next time I'll talk about the three, okay? Go to Exodus chapter 1. I want to, des- I want to de- describe how your avocation is and what that, the, your, your normal, normal work, the work that you are doing is good. But it is a very, it's a very, very wild means of getting your attention away from God. Hmm? You know the world in which we are living is not for, it's not controlled by God. How many of you know that? The world we are, we are living in right now, that's, it's not controlled by God. There's a, there's a prince of this world. Okay? He's called the prince of the power of the air. He's called the God of this world. Isn't it? Where is it found? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 and verse 4. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. Yes. It's called the prince of the power of the air. Huh? But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. He says, they have been blinded by who? Who is the God of this world? Satan, the God of this world. He's called the prince of the power of the air. 
In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 2. Look at Ephesians 2, 1 and 2. You see it there. Proverbs 1. And you as he made alive or quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the channel of disobedience. If someone is smoking, it's not because the person wants to smoke. There's something that is controlling the person to do what he's doing. So what God breaks is no advice. Advice does not has not cured. How many times were you advised when you were when you were a bad boy? Did you ever change through advice? It took the power of God to change you. So it's not a matter of advice. Like oh, this person says we are less advice. It's not advice. It's the power of God that can change it. Because as a prince of the power of the air, he's he's the prince of the air. As you are breathing in, you are breathing in evil. Can't you see how many how much evil is in the system? In a day, how many thoughts of God are ministered to you? Very few. You have play, if you don't ensure that thoughts of God are ministered to you by soaking in messages, you'll be shocked that as you're walking around, you see bottoms, ladies' bottoms, ladies' hips. You'll be having sex in your mind continuously as you're walking around. Your PP is up. You have to use your back. I know somebody who was using his back to cover the thing like that. He'll be walking like that stuff. Every time the thing is up. It's like I'm a bad man for what I'm saying. Am I a bad person? Am I telling the truth? It's like I'm choking the guys. Some people hold it in their, in their pocket like that. They hold it. They just hold their property in their pocket. And they're walking in a system. Their mind is all over. It's not your fault. There's a prince of the power of the air ministering some thoughts to you. Making it difficult to even serve God. To think straight. You just can't think straight. Yeah. All the ladies to like you are every time you are you are thinking about <laughs> unprofitable things like you think you are not beautiful enough. Who propose to you? Who will marry you? Who will talk to you? Will anybody accept me? Why is this girl not beautiful? I'm going out. Me, I'm beautiful. Nobody's taking me out. You feel like poisoning somebody. I get it. There's a power. There's a power. Okay, he's in charge. He's in, the Bible calls it cosmos, the arrangements of this world, the system of this world. There's a system, and he's in charge of it. He's running it fully. He told Jesus, "If you bow down to me, I'll give the glory of all these things to you. If only you bow down to me, because it has been given to me. It was given to him by Adam, and he still has it. He still has power over the system." Let me show you a scripture. Go, go to Revelations. I'll, I'll show you the one in Exodus very soon. But go to Revelations. Let me show you. The, the way it's going, I want to show you this particular one. Let's show Revelation 17 from verse 1. And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven bios and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great hall that sitteth upon many waters. See, the waters represents the nations. See, there's a great hall that sits upon the many waters. Go to, the, go to verse 2. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. He's not talking about literal fornication. You get it? He's not talking about like the kings were sleeping with them. No, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about the alliance, the intimacy that they have. They have linked their lives and everything that they have. There's this wild mingling, wild intimacy that has. They have, they, he called them the kings of the earth. Okay? The presidents, the, 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 the politics, all those things, the, the finances, and all those, mingled into this particular hall called Mystery Babylon. Go to next. Okay. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have, made, have been made drunk with the wine of their fornication. 
that we make drunk with the wine. It's like there's some, some excitement involved in the things that I know. But they are all not real. They are all not real. So some people are moving around. It's like they are something, but they are actually what they are enjoying is nothing. You understand know what I'm saying? Like if the person is working with a, a job that pays 10,000 Ghana, it's like he's really something. All kinds of things. A lot of things are not real, though. A lot of things that you see that are not real. Continue, verse 2. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet, scarlet beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Don't be scared, though. And the woman was arrayed in purple and, and scarlet color. Purple and scarlet are robes of royalty, like she's in power. And decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a full of abominations and, f- and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written Mystery Babylon, the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. This particular woman is not, it's not a literal woman. Understand what he's saying? It's not a literal woman. Okay? There's a principle of a woman in the Bible. The church is a woman. You know, the church is a woman. Yeah. Israel is a woman. The world is described as a woman. The principle, the, the mystery Babylon is also described as a woman. So it's a principle. Hallelujah. Yeah. The mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I show you where all this began. Babylon, like mystery Babylon, where it all began. Go to Genesis chapter 11. Let's read from verse 1. Okay. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. They all had one language, one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shina and they dwelt there. They, they stayed there. But the instructions of God before this particular time was that they should spread and fill the earth. The instruction God gave to Adam was corrupted. Noah became a correct man. God destroyed everybody. Noah survived. When Noah came out of that, God told him that fill the earth. He gave the same instructions to Adam. It was like a new beginning. The same instruction he gave to Adam, he gave to Noah. Fill the earth. They were supposed to move from the east and go everywhere in the world. Okay, so the Bible says that they journeyed from the east. The east represents the presence of God. Hallelujah. Whenever God was entering the, the tabernacle, coming to the tabernacle, he always came through the east gate. He always came to the, the east represents the presence of That's where the, the uh, God, where does the sun rise from? Where does it set? So the rising of the sun represents the, right, the coming in of the anointing or the coming in of the presence of God. Do you understand? Hallelujah. So they were to move from the presence of God and fill everywhere with the presence of God. So they were supposed to move from that place and go everywhere. But they settled in the, pla- in, in the plains of the land of Shina. They settled there. Continue. And they said one to another, Go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. What is he talking about? How is brick made? Brick is made out of clay, isn't it? What was man made of? Man is made out of clay, isn't it? So what they were saying was, was that they are not talking about getting it's, it was it's it's physical, but it is it is also implied. What I'm coming to say is implied. Man is made up of clay. What we're saying is that what we're saying is that let us suck the life out of man and use man for our labor to build our kingdom, our empire. So he says, let, said, they said one another, go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. Brick is made by burning clay. The more you burn the clay 
and the more the water in it is extracted, the more you can use it as brick to build. And that's what is happening to everybody who is working. You are building things you will never inherit. Do you like my message? It's like you don't like my message. You are building, you don't know the owner of the bank, but you are working for the bank. And at the end of the month, they give you something and you're happy and you go home. If you grow up or sometimes they just drop you and another person come in. You are building someone's empire and you are using your life. You should see how people, how early people wake up to go to work. You know, car traffic starts, it starts around 3.30. 3.30 p.m. Like when you are going back home, 3.30 p.m. all the way to 9. If you want to go home and it's 5 o'clock, they close. Stay at work till 9. Start moving at 9. Or if you move at 5, you sit in traffic for 3 hours or 4. It's not a small thing that the question ran about. Stoked. Recently, I went around, I was driving. I tried to use the game power. I changed my mind. Let me use this other side. Let me use the main room. I stayed from Fiesta Royale Junction, Jolu Junction, to the runabout, to the Koshira, where the Accra Mall is. Between that stretch for two hours. So for two hours, life. Just, I was angry behind the wheel. <laughs> two hours. If you want to get to work early and not be fired, you have to move from the house around 4.30. 5 a.m. you should be. Get to the office before 6 a.m. Because, you know, people are moving up and down. People are stressed up. That's why people insult people in buses. Have you ever sat in a trotter and they are insulting each other over 50 pesos, over someone stepping on someone's leg? It is frustration. There's no relaxation in the system. They are being bent. They tell us. They tell us, I will just reply. You, pa, 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 pa. Who are you? What? They are just angry. Don't blame them. There's so much pressure on them. If your, your account does not balance at the end of the day, you know they use their money to pay. Yeah. You know the bank, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe you were cashing out, you were giving money out. I've worked in the bank before. You were, I worked in the bank for six months. Yes, yeah, six months. <laughs> six months. When I realized the way they were paying me, I decided actually, let me find somewhere else. And yeah. So it's not a small thing. You should see us on Friday morning. They do accountability. Be massive judgments. They are, they are judging you for the week. I mean, what has happened? We're able to meet your targets. I had a target of, uh, I think, 30,000 or 50,000 cities a month. This is several years ago. This is like eight years ago. Do you understand eight years ago, 50,000 cities? I mean, where should I go and pick it from? They want me to open accounts worth that amount. If you don't, they'll be insulting you and your grandmother, your great grandmother, your grandmother's grandmother. Like that, you just be salty. Pa, 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 pa. Who do you, what? what? You think we need you? What? You know, they need you. Just blasting you. Burning you. <laughs> Taking no time for what? No time for family. Oh, those of you in school, eh, this, is the, this is your best time to serve God. Yeah. Ask those who are working. This is your best time. This is the best time you can work, you can work for God. Sometimes you have some guys in school who are prayer puppets. Lift up your voice and shout The spirit of the Lord is in the house. I mean, very audacious guys. They finish school and the bank just extracts them from ministry. Something just extracts them. They just can't do anything for God anymore. Because they don't have time, they don't have energy, they don't have anything. You can't. So difficult. You sleep in your work clothes. You'll be eating. I, I ate and slept like as I'm eating. <laughs> I'm eating and I just sleep. And I wake up in the morning. 
with my clothes, everything is on. Like, you just start, you change, and then you go to work. Once again, you're just moving up and down, trying to make things work. Hey, it's not a small thing. They will burn you. They will burn you. Come, let us burn break totally. Eh? And they had break for stone and slime had they for mortar. Continue. And they said, God, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Going against the will of God. This is what God wanted them to do. They wanted them to spread. But they were afraid to spread. They want to go high instead of going flat. Yeah. I preached extensively about this some time ago. Yeah. You know who was leading them? A man called Nimrod. Nimrod's name means a man, a hunter against God. That's what, the, that's what the name Nimrod means. It means a hunter, a mighty hunter in defiance against God. So he was in defiance against God. Any, any of them who tried to escape his rulership, he will kill you. He was killing God's people. And using them to build his ziggurat or his tower. And God came and confused it and called it confusion. The place was called Babel. Out of Babel, Babylon comes out. Babylon means confusion. You understand? Uh, Babel means confusion. Babylon means the nation built out of confusion. Hallelujah. And out of that, we have the continuation of Mystery Babylon. Mystery Babylon is a principle that has been there. It is the government of the world and the system of the world. Okay? Yeah. It's not a small thing. You see, you remember Nebuchadnezzar saw a, a statue whose head was made up of gold and the breast was made up of silver. The breast was made up of silver and then the, this portion was made up of brass, brass or bronze and then you have uh, iron then the last one was iron and clay. It all represents different nations that have represented or been heads of mystery Babylon. The first one was Nebuchadnezzar and everyone who came before him. That's the golden, statue, the golden portion of the statue. The other one was the the Middle Persian Empire. One left uh, the right hand and the left hand. Are you following me? Yeah. Uh, Middle Persia. As soon as Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom was taken away, the, the Middle Persian Empire came in. Then as soon as the Middle Persian Empire was taken away, the Grecian Empire came in. As soon as the Grecian Empire was taken away, the Roman Empire came in. So the Grecian Empire was headed by Alexander the Great. Then the Caesars came in and took them away. So we are, we are in the last portions of Mystery Babylon, which is a mixture of clay and iron. I'll, I'll give you a proper teaching about it very soon, okay? Hallelujah. I, I'm just trying to mention it in passing. It's not, it's not if I stay, I'm going to, it's going to take a long time to teach you. Hallelujah. But Babylon, the great, is the world system designed to suck the life out of you, to build their castles. You understand? To build their castles, which you will not benefit from. Am I saying stop work? No. Understand what work is and know your place there. Yeah. I never got a job without having a plan of exit. Sure, <laughs> I should come and spend my life there throughout. I always have a plan of exit. I have a serious plan of exit. When I was leaving the bank, I was going to join a school. I was going to teach. Okay. The bankers were insulting me. The teachers that I was going to join were also insulting me. What are you coming to do? You are coming from a bank to this place. They didn't know what I'd seen in the bank. Because even the ties is loan. Tie is loan. 
They have car loan, shoe loan, trouser loan, suit loan, car loan. Everything is loan. To keep you there, they are the saddest group of people actually. Talk to. If you want to really just talk to them. I'm not saying never work in a bank, but when you're entering, be very smart. Okay? Have a plan of exit. If you are there to save and get out quickly, go and do something else that is less whatever, but more profitable. You are counting people's money, but you don't have money. You are watching over someone's money. You do, it's not your money. It's not your money. If you like that, you'll be shocked at what will do, happen to you. Yeah. They'll pay you your thousand five or your two thousand. Yeah. They'll pay you get your two thousand. But which building will you be able to build? Brothers and sisters, Charlie, life no and yeah, it's not a small thing. Oh. Life is not a small it's a very wild thing. If you need the blessings of God for certain things to be able to happen in your life. I never join any of these people without an exit plan. I always have an exit plan. I'm not joining for more than five years. No, 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 not at all. I have my plan of exit. And if I'm saving for something, I'm saving for this. When I get it, I'm getting out. No matter how many times they beg me to stay, I am going. I'm going out. Hallelujah. Yeah, you must plan before you do some of these things. Okay? Don't just enter. Oh, we are all just there. We are all just functioning. Before you realize, a car load will chop you. If you want to leave, you can't go because of the car load. You know, the thing is killing you. You see, the 2,200 will mean something to you today, but as soon as you marry, it means it will not mean that. As soon as you have a child, it will not mean like, it will not mean that. Even when you are not, me, you are not married, it's not much. You know what I'm talking about. And that's a miracle. That 2,000 is a miracle. It's miracle money. Like, it's a miracle. Because graduates are being paid 500 cities. 450 cities. <laughs> Hallelujah. The problem is that the people who have gone ahead of us didn't do anything for us. They just enjoyed the money, fooled around, and never opened jobs for us to have. You have to fight for your own thing. Hallelujah. And you need God's wisdom to be able to do that. If you take God out, I don't know what will happen. If you take ministry out, I don't know what will happen to you. That is the place to get new, new and fresh ideas. This particular thing I'm sharing with you, it's a continual thing. Go to Exodus. I wanted to show you something in Exodus. The fact that they burn you or use you to build their, their city or their treasure cities. Eh? Pharaoh did the same thing. Pharaoh is a type of Satan. Egypt is a type of the world. Israel is a type of God's children. You get it? So look at Exodus chapter 1. Let's read from verse 6. Do you like my message? Yeah. And Joseph died and all his brethren and all that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed mighty, exceeding mighty, and the land was filled with them. Now there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. He didn't know Joseph at all. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more might, more and mightier than we. Come, come on, let us deal wisely with them. And this is what is happening. The devil wants to deal wisely with you. I said Pharaoh is a type of what? The devil. Or Satan. And Egypt is a type of what? The world. Israel is a type of God's children. And the tax masters are a type of businesses. Or people who are supposed to control you. Keep you in a particular box. 
Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it came to pass that when there falleth out any war, and it came to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. They'll escape, they'll run away, and they'll fight against us. If they become plenty, let's do something, let's deal wisely. Go to the next verse. Verse 11. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to, to afflict. They set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. To give them burdens. Even school is part. Burdens. Burdens that will prevent you from serving God. You like my message? It's too hard. Eh? Next week I'll make it soft. I'll explain it further. Okay. If you get some 3,000, you are excited. Yeah, the 3,000 you just finished right now. Have you realized? Those of you who have worked for some time, you work that How much have you saved? Yeah, because your transportation, you don't consider your transportation. Do you know how much you spend going and coming, going and coming, going and coming, going and coming? I have no idea. If your work is the one supposed to make your life better and bring you prosperity, then you, you, if that's what you are thinking, you have made a very big mistake. Yeah. It is serving God that makes you prosperous. Yeah. Hmm. Have you heard this scripture in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 before? What does it say? Uh-huh. And all, did he say, work hard, find a job with Ecobank, with Barclays, with uh, Fidelity, it's only Bank you have mentioned, with ECG, <laughs> with uh, KNUST, with what? With Cocoa Board, with. <laughs> All your problems will be solved. Is that what the Bible said? It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things, which every other person is looking for, will be added to you. If you serve God, there's too much profit in God. Go to Malachi chapter 3, verse 13. <laughs> Malachi 3, 13. He says, Your words have been stout against me. You have spoken hard words. You've hurt me with your words. Where's God talking? He says, You've hurt me with your words. Message. Let's read message. God says, you have spoken hard, rude words to me. You have spoken hard, rude words to me. You ask, when did we ever do that? When did we, when did we speak hard and rude to you? When you said, it doesn't pay to serve God. When you, when you made that statement, that it doesn't pay to serve God. Then you became rude to God. It's, it's spiritual. So you don't know the implication on your finances. You don't know the implication on your material wealth. What you do in the house of God. You have no idea. Is God giving an opportunity to expand you? I believe I've, I've gone ahead than most of you. Probably not all. Most of you. I left university 10 years ago. I've worked for some time. I worked and I worked as a teacher for five years. I think I've worked more. What do you think? I've worked more. If I've not worked, I've worked more. I've taken pay. I have slit number and stuff ID. I have all those things. It's still there. I can use it right now if I want. Yeah. I can tell you that more than half of the things, about 90% of the things that I have, if I see I have this, I have this, it didn't come through any of those things. It came through serving God. What do we ever get out of it? So this is this what you say. What do we ever get out of it? When we did what he said and went around with long faces, see us about God of the angel armies. What difference did it make? That's what you are saying. That you, it doesn't pay, it doesn't do anything for me. Look at the next verse, verse 15. Those who take life into their own hands are the lucky ones. They break all, this is what they are saying, they break all the rules and they get ahead anyway. They push God to the limits and get by with it. So is this, you guys are saying these things. You are hurting me, you are speaking rudely to me. Here, yeah, next verse. 
Then those whose lives honored God got together and talked it over. God saw what they were doing and listened, listened in. A book was opened in God's presence and minutes were taken of the meeting with the names of the God-fearers written down. All the names of those who honored God's name. See, see, they recorded their names down. These are the ones who fear God. This is one. They don't mind God. What's your next verse? God of the angel army said, they are mine. All mine. They will get special treatment when I go into action. They will, these people will get special treatment. I treat them with the same consideration and kindness that parents give the child, the child who honors them. I will treat them different because they honor me. They serve me. Don't think there's nothing involved. Like, oh, hey, Baba. You like my message? Yeah, in Israel, in Egypt, they set over them tax masters. Go back, go back there. Go back to that place. They gave them burdens. Hmm? Burdens, targets. Meet this target. Do this, do that, do this. Do th- Am I saying those? I'm not saying, like, don't meet your target. Don't, don't get it. If you don't get a job, how will you be able to give tight for the church to go on? You must get a job. I, I like employment. I preach it. I love it. Hallelujah. I'm not employed. Is your life not better than it was before? It's better because you're employed. You're being paid. You're getting something. It's a blessing of God. It's God who gives you occupation. Go to Ephesians 4 verse 28. What we're supposed to read. Ephesians 4 28. God talks about work. There's nothing wrong with work. I'm trying to let you understand the, the, the place for work. And your priority. Knowing where to put what. The place for your school. You understand? You are thinking. What I'm saying is too much. I'll say it down until it becomes fine for you. Hallelujah. Message of that verse. Okay. It says, let him that stole still no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, so that he may have to give to them to him that needed. Have you seen it? He says, so God is talking about work. In, other, in Thessalonians, he talks about not being a busybody about people's things, but to work with your hands so that you may be able to help others as well. So God talks about work. But there's a way he wants you to work. You understand? Without his help, the work will not go on. You will not be able to produce the result. Your promotion will, you will have promotion. You will still on one level for a very long time. It's your serving in, in the house of God. That causes you to be promoted. I'll show you more. Hallelujah. Exodus. Go back to Exodus. Exodus, where were we? Reading? I think we are in verse 8 now. Exodus 1, 8. Okay, verse 11. It says, Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities. Pitom and Ramses. They built for Pharaoh treasure cities. Most of us are building treasure cities for Pharaoh. Building things for Pharaoh, for, for the devil. Building things. Pitom and Ramses. They, they have meanings. They all have meanings. One means the standard, creating a standard. Bringing everybody to measure up to a particular standard, drop this level. That's what jobs job do to you. They are meant to keep you, everybody properly positioned in the castes of the world. There's a caste system of the world. There's, haven't you heard middle, middle class, wealthy class, low class? Have you heard it before? Uh-huh. <laughs> what I'm saying is that your actual vocation is not those things. Is this one okay? The actual vocation is not school. Yeah. Put God first. School, be you'll be shocked, brother. We have all gone to the school you are going to. Don't forget that. 
Sometimes you behave as though you are the only one who has come to school. I don't understand. Don't worry. When you finish, when you are finishing school, when you finish school, you will come. You meet me. Yes. When you finish school, you you will come, and then we'll talk. I'll talk normally with you. Hallelujah. I'm just showing you the right way, helping you to balance yourself out, helping you to put what you are supposed to put first, so that every other thing will fall in place very well. Okay. Taskmasters to afflict them with burdens. You have a, a supervisor who tries to do this. He doesn't even want you to work, come to church on Sunday. Because of work. Because of work. You can't have time for your child. You say you are working to take care of your child. You know, your child is being taken care of by, by other things. Other things. TV, every other thing. And your child grows up to be a very bad boy. You don't understand. And you come and stand before God and say, where did I get it wrong? You got it wrong from the very, very first day. The job of Babylon is to burn you, to make you dry. You can't even think. They determine what you should think. It's not a small thing. You have to escape that system. Jesus said that you are in this world, but you are not of this world. You must escape that system so that you can control the system. You have to control the system. So I can produce the result God wants to produce. Hallelujah. I'll expand this some more for you on Wednesday. Are you, are you in agreement? Wednesday, I'll take you through. I'll still stay on this particular subject and expand it very well for you so that you can understand it very well and balance yourself. When you leave school and you're working or you're working already, you know how to live. You know who to put first. Okay? Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.